take your Bible tonight and turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, as we look at this theme tonight, walking in love and in life. And uh, I feel a little bit tonight like I'm definitely picking up where we left off because the first couple of verses here in chapter 5, I think, really tie back to what we looked at last week as to how God tells us to behave one with another. Remember, Hebrews chapter 4 through 6 really speaks to the practical outworking of our faith in real life. Chapters 1 through 3 uh, speak about how God wants us uh, to live before Him and understanding the truth of our salvation in Jesus Christ and understanding the the doctrine that we were lost in sin and Jesus Christ came to save us from our sin. In chapter 4 through 6 now, I'll speak to us about how we are to live. And tonight we're in chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. I'd like to begin by just reading through this passage of Scripture, and then we'll go back and break it down and just a few points tonight, and then we'll dismiss that to our group for further discussion. The Bible says, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning of verse 1, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved the church, and also has loved us, and has given himself for us an offering, and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling favor. But, fornication, all unclean, or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becomes saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. In verse 8, we have a little bit of a transition here where he says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done against in secret, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever that makes manifest is light. Wherefore he says, Awake, thou that sleepest, and Arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Here in this passage of Scripture, we are given two clear commands of how we are to live. He tells us both to walk in love and to later walk in life, or walk as children of life. And these two commands, if you will, flow right out from the opening phrase in verse number one, when he says there, to be ye therefore followers of God. 
Another way to think of this idea of a follower is like a child who is following after their mother or father. An imitator, like a child will mimic or imitate their parents, so too we are to be followers or imitators of God. If you've ever been around children for any period of time, and if you know their parents, you will often see funny ways in which those children become imitators of their parents in their in their in, in the little ways that they have in their tongue and phrases, it's incredible how children become like their parents. And in the same way, children become like their parents, so too, we as God's children, if we truly are His children, have to become like Him. So tonight, as we look at this passage, I want to look at it in these two different parts, both in walking in love and in walking in Life. The first mandate we see here, verses 1 and 2, he tells us to walk in love. And I would tell you tonight, after studying this passage of Scripture, James and I have been going back and forth to see through this passage, so you can disagree with me if you want. You're allowed to be wrong with me. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, but I think verses 1 and 2 here. We can see our demonstration that Jack has really come on the heels of what he looked at last week in chapter 4, verses 25 through 32. He says, and this is why I would say that I do think James would agree with me on this, he says, be ye therefore. Why did he say therefore? What's, what's it there for? Well, based on the preceding verses, based on what he's saying, because of these things, we ought to be followers of God as. Children. In other words, how are we imitating Christ? He tells us how to do it, first of all, by walking in love. Now, have you ever heard somebody say, well, you're supposed to be like God? And you look at us and talk about that, they be like God. I mean, he's so much better than anything I could ever hope to be. And yet, here in this passage of Scripture, we're commanded to be an imitator, to be a follower of God, to be like him. I'm so thankful here in this passage of Scripture, we get the two very practical and straightforward ways. I won't say they're simple because they're very challenging, very practical ways that we are to be like God. And the first one is to be like God and to be like God. And that's why I say to walk in love. Walk in love. I want you to draw, I want to draw your attention for just a moment back to chapter 4 and notice verses 25 through 32, how all of these things that we are commanded to do all can fit under that umbrella, if you will, of love. Verse 25, he says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. We're not to lie, rather we're to speak the truth. Why? Because we're to be imitators of our bodies and to walk in love. If you love somebody, you won't lie to them. The next one, he says, in verse 28, he says, But in the soul, feel no more. Those who love others won't feel for them. Do you agree? Don't feel. Instead, he says, work hard. How about verse 29? He says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying. Why should we speak the right kind of words? Because we love. That's a way to imitate our Heavenly Father through in our love. And that ought to show up in our actions towards others, instead of steal from them. In our speech, the way we speak towards others, we should be speaking truth and 
edifying things. And then he continues on, verse 30, he says, And bring not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed in the day of redemption, that all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all matters. What is he telling you? Because we're imitating our tired Well, 
in this whole passage of Scripture, remember this book, Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus. Ephesus was known for its immorality. I mean, the whole worship of Diana, their false goddess, revolves around immorality. It has temple prostitutes, people who you would come and you would pay to do work with them. They're kind of wicked work. And that was one of the ways that they worshipped their false gods. This was a city wrapped up in idolatry, wrapped up in immorality. So it's no wonder that Paul's writing this letter to challenge these believers to say, there ought to be something decent about you. You no longer are following after the ways of this world. You're not going to be imitators of God. And you do that by walking in love. And the second one that we'll see in a minute, you are to walk in love. Walk in love. So it gives us here a description of what that looks like to walk in love. Look at verse 3. The fornication. This is any kind of sexual sin, all uncleanness, even because of this attitude. What is covetousness? It's me having a desire to have something that's not really right for me. That goes along right alongside this fornication, doesn't it? Fornication is me being willing to please my own flesh to take something that I am not rightfully doing. I'm taking someone else's body, I'm taking a fleshly interaction with somebody else. You say, well, it didn't hurt them, I didn't do anything to them. Even the lust in our hearts towards somebody else. So this is this list of sins. He says, let it not be once, knowing the money, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather instead, he says, giving. You see how very black and white Paul is here with this list? He gives this list of sins and says, these should not even be named among you once. Then it ought to be so clear to your father by your actions of walking in love and walking in life that these kind of things shouldn't even be something that would ever be considered something that you really should be Then there's a very strong language So this you know that my foremother, my long-term person, my covetous thing, who is an idolatrous of any person in the city of Christ. I'm going to make a quick note here. This person is not saying there is no salvation. So how do we know that? Well, because that would contradict many other scriptures that they find on that issue. If you were in our class, our salvation class last Sunday, we know that when we look at context, we have to understand that scripture does not contradict scripture. So when we find something that seems like maybe it's a seeming contradiction, we can go back and examine the context and understand it maybe what makes understand it something. So I'm coming from the position that this is not telling us we can lose our salvation. What it is telling us, though, is that those who live as submitted, if you will, or in, in this kind of sin on a regular basis without any desire or attempt to leave and to walk with Christ, these people have no assurance of their salvation. Why? Because those who are imitators of God 
just natural for people to become like their mentors. Opening to my sermon today is not a reason to listen to the If somebody didn't know your heavenly father, by looking at your existence, you would be able to know that you are you giving an accurate to the way you live in this Or instead, we demonstrate that we're not really following our heavenly Father at all. We're participating in something else. We're all imitating something The question is, you can put it back down to the truth of God. So, I can challenge you to start with and pray to you tonight. Pray that you would rather be blessed. Thank you.